Acts chapter 2, the book of Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 47. And it reads, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That's one day. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Lord, ask for your power to reside upon me. <sighs> Annihilate every distraction. Annihilate every worry. Deal with me like only you can. Allow me to bring a word in your name. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to be in the series. Y'all hold on, man. I done lost some weight or something. <laughs> we're, going to be, we're going to be in a series, an army of one, an army of one. And today the message is one team, one dream. One team, one dream. The early believers were people who received the word gladly. This is the basic trait, the first trait of a true church. It actually defines a church. A church is a people, a body of people who have received the word of God. They were not receiving a set of ideas, a, a man's thoughts, or a set of rules or principles of, of human philosophy or a position of relig religion. They were receiving the word of God, the very revelation of God himself. God had revealed himself uh, in Jesus Christ to his disciples. And Peter, the spokesman for the disciples, was proclaiming the word about Jesus Christ. God has spoken to the world through his son, Jesus Christ. And the early believers had received his word. Note the word received. A true church, a true body of believers does not just hear and listen to the word. They are not just present uh, to join the crowd and see what is going on. They do not sit with wandering minds, closed hearts. Uh, a true church receives the word of God. They welcome it. They believe it. They take it in. They practice it. They experience it. They hold on to it. They hunger for it. They joy. They have joy and rejoice in it. They share in it. They meditate in this. And note this, that they gladly received his word. Not everyone present received it. Some were there for the wrong reasons and others were closed-minded and disinterested. Still, others simply refused to believe and rejected the word. But those who received God's word became the very first body of believers, the first church. 
They were so in tune with the word of God and in such agreement that 3,000 were added to the 120 disciples. 3,000 in one day. Come on, somebody. I remember when I was first here and the church began to grow and we only had about 15 or 20 members join uh, a Sunday here and there when we were growing rapidly and somebody got upset and said the church was growing too fast and, and too many people were getting saved and left the church because of that. It would have blown their mind to be in the first church because they increased by 3,000 and so many people get upset when churches grow but if you get upset when churches grow you do not serve an abundant God because God said I would do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you can ask think, or imagine according to the power that works in you. God is an abundant God. God doesn't do little things. God does big things. The early believers were, were a people who can take it steadfastly in four things. In doctrine, the teaching of the word, in fellowship, learning from and with each other, in Lord, and number three, the Lord's Supper, the communion to remember the sacrifice Jesus made for us, and four, prayer to stay in sync with, with the will of God. The early believers were a people who stirred souls with a godly fear. Fear in the text comes from the Greek word phobias. It does not mean terror or fright. It means a godly fear, a fear of God, of his displeasure and judgment. A holy sense of God's presence, a, a consciousness that God is working, a reverence for God and for what is happening, a sense of awe and wonder. The early believers were people who were together and who shared in ministry. It is critical for the church to pay close attention and heed what is being said in this point. The profession believers, the professing believers were true believers. They were those that truly believed that Christianity is a commitment of all one is and has. Uh, yeah, y'all don't hear it. See, the Christian back then couldn't have step. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. I, that's another sermon. The believers were together. Uh, let me try if I can get my Greek in. If I say it wrong, I'll come back to you. It's isan ipe tuato, which means, uh, this means they were together in, in the same place because they were of the same call the same mind, and the same purpose. It does not just mean in the same location. See, some folk can be in your church, but not really of your church. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, they, they, would, they would not have been, uh, have been together unless they have been of the same spirit and purpose. See, back then they were real. Come on, somebody. You, 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 know, you know, when Jesus, can I, can I give you my interpretation of the Last Supper? You know, when you drink wine because Jesus wasn't drinking grapefruit. When, when you drink wine, do you know how many fights break out when people get drunk? I'm not saying Jesus was drunk. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, have you ever seen fights break out when people get drunk? You know why? Because when you get drunk, when you get a buzz on, you can't hold your inhibitions. You're you going to tell the truth. Come on, somebody. They, they, they say drunk mouths speak sober minds. They really let you know that what really is on your mind begins to come out. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? And Jesus sipped on the wine and said, you know what, Judas, don't commune with me. 
Don't fellowship with me. I know you shady. Go ahead and do what you got to do. Come on, somebody. And see, back then, people kept it more real. People want to be politically correct these days, and they'll stay in the church with you. They'll stay in the house with you. They'll stay on the same team as you and not even like you because we got too many fake folk in the house. But these believers said, if I'm not with you, I'm not going to be in the house with you. Oh, y'all, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. I wish we had some real church folk that if somebody talk about your pastor or talk about your minister of music or talk about your guitar player or talk about your drummer or talk about your piano player or talk about your singers or talk about anything about your church. I wish I had some real Negroes in the house that'll step up and shut it down and start telling me what he say, she say. I already know who don't like me. Keep it real. Shut it down and leave me alone. Uh, the believers sold their possessions and goods and, and used the money to minister to the poor and the needy. Uh, the early church was a people who continued with one accord. They stayed focused and true to spreading the good news about Jesus. A people who worshipped and praised God every day, not just on Sunday. They, they, they don't need Derek. They, 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 don't, they don't need Derek to give them a pet rally. Uh, they, 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 don't, they don't need Kim to bring out her pom-poms. Uh, all they need to do was come to church or even stay at their own house. Uh, and they will praise God every day of the week. See, the problem with some church folk is you wait until Sunday to give God your sacrifice of praise. You wait until you turn on praise 757 until you get on your praise. You wait until somebody sing a solo. Can I talk to you for a minute? You ought to just be walking down the mall every now and then and just praise God that you can afford the weave that can't nobody else pay for. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Every now and then you need to just give a God a shout that even in the midst of a pandemic, your life is going better than other people's lives have been. You need to just give God a sacrifice of praise and thank God in the midst of Whole Foods that you can be in Whole Foods and you ain't got to go to Food Lion. Can I talk to somebody every now and then? Ooh, note five things. The believers were worshiping in the temple, praying and attending the regular hours of worship and prayers. The believers were worshiping in their homes, moving from home to home. Uh, they already were showing us how to worship in the coronavirus. They were sharing together in fellowship meals and in observing the Lord's Supper, remembering the Lord's death. They stressed that the home was to be the center of ministry. Oh, uh, the believers were worshiping with gladness and singleness of heart. The word singleness uh, comes from the Greek word aphelet uh, titi. <laughs> Alpha lotiti, it means sincere without hardness. Their hearts were soft and tender, easily touched and giving. That they weren't mad. How can you come to church and be mad every Sunday? You ain't got to preach. Only person to be mad uh, is me, uh, the, the band, the, the praise team, the folk outside in the cold, uh, keeping up with the folk and making sure you they get the offering and get you the communion and give you the, the whatever it is they got to do. And you, you hot in the world, you come to church mad and you ain't got to do nothing but praise God and thank him for everything you got. 
Oh, some of us complaining about what we don't have, but at least you still on this side of glory because some folk didn't make it since March since the coronavirus started. Some people didn't make it. Some people didn't open up their eyes even on this morning. But can I talk to somebody for a minute? Their attitude was of gladness. They weren't selfish. They gave. They had a heart of giving. They were more than glad to worship and minister as the Lord had had instructed the believers were praising God. The, resu the results were twofold. They gained favor with the people and the Lord added souls to the church. Note the word saved. I don't know why I'm on this Greek this morning. Maybe I just want to show you I know something. It's, it's, it's from the Greek word sozomenos. It is in the present tense such as we're being saved. Salvation is the present experience of the believer as well as past and future. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? So being saved is about your past, your present, and your future. It, it's not about just right now. The idea is that those who are being saved were being added to the church day by day. And some of y'all, that's why when people come to church and you don't have the 104.3 out on the side, out on the screen telling them that they need to tune in, you know what you're telling me? You're telling me you don't believe that there's a first time visitor out there today. Every time somebody comes in and you don't greet them at the car, you know what you're telling me? You don't believe that there's a first time visitor. You know what you're telling me? When every Sunday we do the same thing and you don't have the goodie bag ready to pass out to people in the parking lot, you know what you're telling me? You're telling me that you don't believe that God is going to increase us daily and I don't need you on my team. I ain't saying you going to hell, but I'm saying I don't want you on my team if you don't believe in increase. I don't want you on my team if you can't believe in a big vision. I don't want you on my team if you get mad when I add other people to it. I don't want you on my team if you mad every time you got to come to work. I don't want you on my team if you always mad about something. Praise God that you're still here. Oh, one team, one dream. They were at it daily because the believers actually believed in each other. If I believe in you and I know I can call you at the last minute, I, I know, I know I can, I, I know you, you will be ready at the drop of a hat. If I can believe in you, then I know I can win. And I know I can add believers because if I believe in you and you believe in me, we people have come to church already. Remember, who was it with me? I think it was Brother Nathaniel. We, we went to the car and the man was already ready to join church before I even preached. Why? It's because the team had already spoken good things about the pastor. The team had already spoke good things about the church. He came here already ready to get saved before I opened my mouth. One team, one dream. Oh, they trusted each other and cooperated with each other. Now, it's good to have competition because I always want to do better than other folk, but it got to be a friendly competition. I ain't going to try to sing with Derek. I can't sing. I ain't going to try to play the organ with, with Dre. I can't do it. You understand? I, but, but I ain't going to get jealous if somebody preached better than me. I, I Y'all see, I don't never try to bring you raggedy preachers. Because I ain't jealous. I, 
I don't, I don't want you to miss me when I'm gone. I want you to be happy when somebody else grabbed the microphone. See, a lot of preachers are good preachers that can't preach because they want you to be like, oh, pastor, where you was. Oh, that person couldn't preach at all. But you know what? Your pastor preached that pre picked that preacher. Because something wrong with his or her self-esteem. If you go get raggedy preachers, that means you don't trust what you preaching. I go get somebody better than me because I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody come in here and TDJ's preach today, I bet you my sermon be better tomorrow. But I ain't going to be jealous. Oh, Y'all yeah, don't hear me. The apostles went from house to house and breaking bread and fellowship. See, that's why the coronavirus coming to us because fellowship is important. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? One can set a thousand flight, two can set 10,000. That's why the devil is after our fellowship. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? The devil always attacks relationships because he wants to sift you out like wheat. And the easiest way for him to accomplish it is by isolating you. More suicides happen when people are by themselves. After you have several bad situations, you want to be by yourself and with yourself. But you really need fellowship. I don't fellowship with haters. Can I, can I talk to you? Huh? Don't, don't fellowship with haters. Fellowship with folk that clap for you. Can I talk to you for a minute? If you ain't on the sideline saying Hercules, 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 when I do something good, I, I don't want you on my team. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If, if you can't come support me, I don't want you on my team. I remember when people used to sing in the choir and, 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 and leave. And one time I was pulling up late, and, and, the, and the lady looked, well, I said, don't wait, just keep on walking. Don't come back in the choir. They ain't come back. I told them not to. Don't come back. You do it every Sunday. Let me catch you this time. Walk on wherever church you're going to, sing now. Keep it at 100. That's, can I talk to you? If, if you don't want to hear the word from the church, go somewhere else. I, just, I, 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 I wish I could sing, I, I, but, 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 but I would say walk on by. If I had a little Isaac Hayes in me. <laughs> See, you need fellowship. You got to be around people that think different than you so you can cross-pollinate. Can I tell you a secret? When you got people that have a lot of incest, they be retarded. Or can I keep, come on somebody. When people mess with their cousin out there, and TB falling out for no reason, it's because when the gene pool is too close, it makes you weaker. Y'all don't hear what y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody. Hope you, hopefully you don't really know. I'm, I just see science, so ho hopefully you, you, you ain't got no cousins. That's your cousin and your brother-in-law and sister-in-law. But you got to learn how to talk to people because, see, when you begin to try to talk to yourself all the time, you, you, you'll become like Howard Hughes and go into Weirdville because you got to learn how to bounce your ideas off somebody else and stop thinking you're the only one that got an idea. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, y'all believe in the collective IQ. All of us are smarter than any one of us. That's why I call on people that, that give me some ideas. And see, some folks think I don't call on people for ideas just because I don't call them. Y'all uh, don't hear me. Y'all don't want to hear me. You got to keep fellowshipping to be healthy if you can't. Now, I'm tired of Zoom. But every now and then, you do need to call somebody to keep your mind sharp. 
And what the doctor said about my dad is was that, that the coronavirus begins to call people to fall into and, and, and to fall off earlier because they don't have any interaction. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And, and so he said the reason why you see the decline in three months is equivalent to a whole year. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Because when you by yourself, you begin to deteriorate because you got to be able to fellowship with some other people because iron sharpens iron. Stop trying to be an army of one by yourself. I'm talking about an army of one, one people, one team, one dream. Old school people, you wonder why some of them 80 years old and look like they 25. Maybe I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but because they fellowship. Always eating. Always fellowshipping. Always talking. Because when you cross-pollinate, you begin to stimulate your mind. And it begins to make your body healthy because the more wherever your head goes, that's where your body goes. Oh, can I talk to somebody? I, I'm finna close, but it's going to be a long close. I ain't finna hoop yet. Uh, but I need to talk to you about the power of cooperation. See, were you to ever venture into the forest of sequoia trees, you would no doubt be provoked to a sense of awe over the strength and endurance of the massive trees. You know, when you look at the avatar, uh, the depiction of the trees are really sequoia trees. Sequoias are sometimes referred to as the largest living things on earth, reaching almost 250 feet in the air and living for as many as 1,500 years. Huh? When you stand before their enormous trunks and beneath the canopy more than 20 stories above you, it's hard not to feel tiny and envious at the same time. You may want to ask the sequoia trees <laughs> if you could. How have you done this? How have you stood strong through all the storms of life, all the difficult situations? How have you not toppled over? The response may be surprising. Hopefully the tree ain't really talking back to you. You would probably assume the deep roots would be the fundamental reason that sequoias around you could date back to a few decades from uh, the collapse of the Roman Empire and stand so tall. But that's not the case. However, as each tree's roots grow only about four feet in the ground. Oh, Y'all don't believe me, but I'm a science teacher by heart. While going deeper helps many trees remain upright, the sequoias you stand before like an ant has overcome the difficulties of life not because of its depth. The answer doesn't lie down below in the earth, but all around the tree. If you look around, you would notice that sequoia trees grow only in groves. Where their roots go only about four feet deep into the ground. Ooh, I'm echoing. Their roots intermingle with the other sequoias, like next to them. One tree has other trees surrounding it, supporting it, and keeping it strong. Each tree stands strong through the centuries because each tree has an interdependent posture. No sequoia tree stands alone. Yeah, the connection to our spiritual walk should be obvious. No believer is transformed alone. Just as the mighty sequoia would topple 
without a community of supporting trees, believers who seek transformation apart from a Christian community are vulnerable to spiritual to spiritually toppling in the winds of adversity. In many circles, believers are reclaiming personal and spiritual dis disciplines that help them encounter the grace of God. Moreover, the plethora of resources provided to Christians are on a, for personal growth is on a constant rise. While simultaneously, some church leaders are experimenting with personal spiritual growth plans for members customized to the individual's learning style and current assessment of spiritual life. While I'm grateful for the encouragement resources and opportunities for individual growth, I fear that the beauty and necessity of community may be lost in the forest of resources for the individual. See, if community is ignored, the resources may fill the minds while not transforming the heart. Oh, it's a lot of Bible-toting scripture quoting people that's mean as hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of people in church that'll cuss you out for no reason. See, I had to give you a disclaimer. Because every now and then, yeah, I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> At least give me a reason. <laughs> Help me, dang. I ain't totally. I'm trying to lead you as your pastor. But, but every now and then, when I'm pushed to the edge, don't push me because I'm close to the Anyway. <laughs> See, how important is community for the body of Christ? Is it just a detail many people can live without? Is community an option when we dream about our church design? Transformation is a community experience, not an individual exercise. Jesus, God on earth, understood this fact. He, his model of disciple making must be ours. Jesus chose 12. The synergy that occurred in that group of 12 aided greatly in the process of making these men mature disciples. The conversation they engaged in, the times they served the rabbi Jesus together, the teachings they experienced with Jesus in an intimate setting, doing life together is an unquestionable essential in the disciple-making process. Church leaders, including pastoral staff, elders, deacons, ministry leaders, Sunday school workers, and so on, must see community as a biblical non-negotiable and essential for transformation. A necessity for building lives and stand the test of time. See, the church will be a power that no evil can reckon with if we learn how to stick together and become a cooperating army of one. If we stick together like the sequoia trees, we can't be stopped. If the people of Babel who were out of order had God worry about building a temple to heaven, Remember they were about to build a tower to heaven and God said, you know what? All of them on one accord, they might make it up here. So God confused that language. If somebody that isn't even has God's heart can do it. If you got a four or five brothers, five black males that can come straight out of comfort, we know good and well we shouldn't have known all the lines and them mute and, that, and them songs. You know good and well we shouldn't know nothing about loving the police. You know good and well we shouldn't know about easy it does it. You know good and well we shouldn't even be able to talk about them so we shouldn't be knowing right down the street in my six four. We shouldn't even know that if we, if people that cooperate with each other that ain't got no life about God can 
making. What if the church cooperates? Can I tell you one thing we need to study about demons? Demons know how to work together. Remember they had the legion in the man that said we are legion. We call ourselves legion because we are many, but we are one. Get out of here. The demons need to hold a workshop at the church and teach you how to work together. Y'all think I'm playing. They study you, study them. Demons work together. Oh, y'all better hear me. I need somebody to come straight out of New Beach Grove. Instead of straight out of Compton. I need, I need, I need five Christians to get together and, and make some gospel music. And start fighting over who got a solo, even though you know you can't sing. See, Daniel, too close to me. He uses don't be doing stuff sometimes. It's <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm like, I'm vanilla. I'm going to blame it on the rain. What? If we cooperate with each other as Christians. They was building a temple to Babel and God, the people of Babel were building a temple to heaven and God didn't even want them to make it there. And they would have if he didn't confuse their language. What if you cooperate as Christians? What if the sound people really cooperated with the singers and the singers cooperated with the band and the band cooperated with the pastor and the pastor cooperated with the deacon and the deacon cooperated with the trustee? What if we all came together on one accord? What power would we walk in? See, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm talking to everybody, but can I talk to you about New Beast Grove? Let me exit deep New Beach Grove name. I'm going to leave out the new. I'm just going to deal with the beach and the grove. Beach. And stop spelling our name wrong. We ain't B-E-A-H. B-E-A-C-H. We B-E-E-C-H. People like, I emailed you a whole bunch of times. Did you spell it right? I put B-E-A. I keep telling you it ain't B-E-A. It's B-E-E. But let me go ahead. For those who don't know who we are, let us reintroduce ourselves. <laughs> The hip hop is on me today. I shouldn't have worn no. I ain't wearing no more jogging suits when I preach. <laughs> the hip hop in me. <laughs> Beach. Any of various deciduous trees of the genius Fagus, having smooth gray bark, alternate simple leaves, and three-sided nuts, enclosed in prickly burrs. The wood of any of these trees used for flooring, containers, plywood, and tool handles. Grove. A small wood or stand of trees lacking dense undergrowth. Remember, the sequoia trees, they ain't dense. A group of trees planted and cultivated for the production of fruit or nuts. See, I know the founding fathers and mothers of this church thought they were simply naming the church Newbies Grove because services started under beech nut trees, but they didn't understand the prophetic reason God gave this great church that name. I want to connect you. I want to connect a few sequoia trees out there that found this vineyard called Newbies Grove that want to intertwine our roots together and grow to insurmountable heights and take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world 
world. I want to talk to some people that understand that we cooperate. We can put out albums and begin to reach people all around the world because sometimes people will listen to your music and never listen to your sermon. I wish I could get to some people that want to intertwine their roots and learn how to invest in real estate and say we can take over Newport News, Hampton Road, Virginia, and the United States. I wish I could talk to some people that want to intertwine their roots like sequoia trees and understand that we can have an organist, a piano player, a bass player, a guitar player, and a drummer. Can I talk to some people that want to intertwine their roots and know we can have a soloist and background singer and tenors and basses and altos and sopranos. I wish I could talk to some people that want to intertwine their roots like sequoia trees and quote Hezekiah Walker I need you you need me we're all a part of God's body stand with me agree with me we're all a part of God's body it is his will that every need be supplied if your roots connect to my roots I can't sing but I can preach I can't play the piano but he can play the organ he can play the guitar. He can play the drums. She can sing. He can sing. He can run the LED screen. He know how to run the cameras. If I can get some people that are intertwined their roots and work with me and understand just because I'm a preacher, I ain't no better than you. Just because I'm the pastor, I'm not better than you. I need you to run the camera. I need you to play your organ. I need you to disinfect the building. I need you, I need you to put the stream out. I need you to greet the visitors. I need you to count the cars. I need you to get him some water. I need you to light the candles. I need you and you need me. We all a part of God's family. You know why? If we learn how to cooperate and not compete. If we learn how to collaborate and not argue. If we know how to be an army of one and not two and not three. I don't care how fine she is. My brother Stefan, if she got two heads, run. It's a monster. And so many times we go to churches, we go to organizations, they look real good. They got stained glass windows. They got big LED screens. They got nice lights, nice camera, and it looked like a whole bunch of action. But they got a preacher, but he always get combated. Deacons want to lead. Trustees want to lead. Ministers want to lead. Old ladies with big old hats want to lead. Church mothers want to lead. People that even got no degree want to lead the church because everybody heard what the Lord say. But 
but you can only have one head, which is Jesus. And as long as I'm submitted to him, if you follow me as I follow Christ, we will be all right. You will get blessed. See, the problem is you think your opinion matters. My opinion don't matter. I'm going to stop having this conversation with people. People are always going to give me their opinion. When I ask for it, I want it. When I don't, I don't. And people get offended every time I say it. And when I say it and the people get offended, I know I got to push them further and further away from me. Because, again, remember I, I always say it. You already know. God told me to give up $6,000. God didn't care about my opinion. And if he told me how to give up $6,000 and didn't care about my opinion, I don't care about yours. I make decisions about Maxwell Realty the way I want to. I pray, but he give me leeway. But New Beach Grove ain't got no choice. God said, buy a building in the midst of a pandemic. You know how many folk done call me crazy? I don't know, because they scared to say it in my face because they know I'm crazy. But I know somebody called me crazy. Buy a building in the midst of a pandemic. By the way, we're going to close this week. So I need your tithes and offerings. If you ain't drop them off, we're going to boot your cars. <laughs> We're buying in the midst of a pandemic because God said it. But do you realize that we bring in more tithes and offerings in the midst of a pandemic that we brought when we weren't? More people paying tithes now than ever. And some of y'all, even in this room, ain't tithing. Just letting no Miss Bell snitched on y'all. Just keeping it 100. <laughs> but we got people on the outside because they see we still doing ministry, giving from the outside. I got a man that literally cussed me out in my email because he said, don't send me no more stuff about Newbies Grove. But he gave, so I thought he wanted. I only give because of what you do in the community. Don't even believe in God, but send us money for what we do in the community. Saw the COVID-19 testing, gear for that. But basically telling me I can go to heaven. Don't send him no more stuff about Newbies Grove. Just continue to email him through InTouch and NAACP. And I said, yes, sir, in Jesus' name. <laughs> but I ain't sending nothing else. But what he asked for? Because mama didn't raise no food. You still watching us because you giving. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got to be watching the sermon because you got my email address. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Some of us, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down and be quiet. 